Hey guys, what's up? And I hope that you all will be fine and doing great. And today I have got a very interesting story for all of you. And that story is about a selfish giant and the childrens and all these things. And I hope that you guys will enjoy it very, very and very much. And it is not my own story. I'm just going to tell you all guys that it is a story by Oscar Wilde, and I really loved that. And I'm going to share this with you all, guys. So sit back and listen the story. The Selfish Giant, a story by Oscar Wilde. Every afternoon, as they were coming from school, the children used to go and play in Giant's garden. It was a large, lovely garden with a soft green grass. Here and there, over the grass, stood beautiful flowers like star, and there were twelve peach trees that, in the springtime, broke out into delicate blossoms of pink and pearls. And in the autumn bore rich fruits. The birds sat on trees and sang so sweetly that the children used to stop their games in order to listen to them. How happy we are here! They cried to each others. One day the giant came back. He had been to visit his friend, Cornish Org, and had stayed with him for seven years. After seven years were over, he had said all that he had to say, for his conversation was limited, and he determined to return to his own castle. When he arrived, he saw the children playing in the garden. "What are you doing there?" he cried in a very gruff voice, and the children ran away. "My own garden is my own garden," said the giant. Anyone can understand that, and I will not allow anyone to play but myself. So he built a high wall all around it, and put up a notice board: "Trespassers will be prosecuted." He was a very selfish giant. The poor children had now nowhere to play. They tried to play on the roads, but the road was so dusty and full of hard stones, and they did not like it. They used to wander around the wall when their lessons were over. They talked about the beautiful garden inside. How happy we were there! They said to each other. Then the spring came, and all over the country there were little blossoms and little birds. Only in the Garden of the selfish giant. It was still winter. The birds did not care to sing in it, as there were no children, and the tree forgot to blossom. Once a beautiful flower put its head out of the grass, but when it saw a notice board, it was so sorry for the children that it slipped back into the ground again and went off to sleep. The only people who were pleased. Were the snow and the frost? Spring has forgotten this garden. They cried. So we will live here all the year round. The snow covered up the grass with her great white cloak. The frost painted all the trees silver. Then they invited the north wind to stay with them, 
and he came. He was wrapped in fur, and he roared all day about the garden and blew the chimney's porch down. This is a delightful spot, he said. We must ask the hell on a visit. So the hell came. Every day for three hours he rattled on the roofs of castles till he broke most of the slates. And then he ran round and round the garden as fast as he could go. He was dressed in grey and his breath was like ice. I cannot understand why the spring is so late in coming, said the selfish giant. As he sat at the window and looked out at his cool white garden, I hope there will be a change in the weather. But the springs never came, nor the summer. The autumn gave golden fruits to every garden, but to the giant's garden she gave none. He was too selfish she said. So it was always winter there, and the north wind and the hill and the frost and snow danced about through the trees. One morning the giant was lying awake in bed, when he heard some lovely music. It sounded so sweet to his ear that he thought it must be a king's musicians passing by. It was really only a little linnet singing outside his window, but it was so long since he had heard a bird singing in his garden that it seemed to him to be the most beautiful music in the world. Then the hell stopped dancing over his head, and the north wind ceased roaring, and a delicious perfume came to him through the open casement. I believe the spring has came at last, said the giant, and he jumped out of the bed and looked out. What did he see? He saw a most wonderful sight through a little hole in the wall of the children's head crept in, and they were sitting in the branches of the trees. In every tree that he could see there was a little child and the trees were so glad that held the children's back again that they had covered themselves with blossoms and were waving their arms gently about the children's head. The birds were flying about and twittering with delight and the flowers were looking up through a green grass and lapping. It was a lovely scene, only in one corner it was still winter. It was the farthest corner of the garden, and in it was standing a little boy. He was so small that he could not reach up to the branches of the tree, and he was wandering all around it, crying bitterly. The poor tree was still covered with frost and snow, and the north wind was blowing and roaring about it. Climb up, little boy, said the tree, and it bent its branches down as low as it could, but the boy was too tiny, and the giant's heart melted as he looked out. How selfish I have been, he said. Now I know why the spring would not come here. I will put that poor little boy on the top of the tree, and then I will knock down the wall, and my garden shall be the children's playground forever and ever. He was really very sorry for what he had done. So he crept downstairs 
and opened the front door quite softly and went out into the garden. But when the children saw him, they were so frightened that they all ran away and the garden became winter again. Only the little boy did not run. For his eyes were so full of tears that he did not see the giant coming. And the giant stole off behind him and took him gently in his hand and put him up into the tree. And the tree broke at once into blossom and the birds came and sung on it. And the little boy stretched out his two arms and flung them around the giant's neck and kissed him. And the other children, when they saw that the giant was not wicked anymore, came running back. With them came the spring. It's your garden now, little children, said the giant. And he took a great axe, X, I think it's pronounced as axe, and knocked down the wall. And when the people were going to market at 12 o'clock, they found the giant playing with the children in the most beautiful garden they had ever seen. All day long they played, and in evening they came to Jant to bid him goodbye. But where is your little companion? he said. The boy I put into the tree. The giant loved him the best because he had kissed him. We don't know, answered the children. He has gone away. You must tell him. To be sure and come here tomorrow, said the giant. But the children said that they did not know where he lived and had never seen him before and the giant felt very sad. Every afternoon when school was over, the children came and played with the giant. But the little boy whom the giant loved was never seen again. The giant was very kind to all the children, yet he longed for his first little friend and often spoke of him. How I would like to see him, he used to say. Years went over and the giant grew very old and feeble. He could not play about anymore. So he sat in a huge armchair and watched the children at their games and admired his garden. I have many beautiful flowers, he said, but the children's are the most beautiful flowers of all. One winter morning, he looked out of his window as he was dressing. He did not hate the winter now, for he knew that it was merely the spring asleep and that the flowers were resting. Suddenly he rubbed his eyes in wonder and looked and looked. It certainly was a marvelous sight. In the farthest corner of the garden was a tree quite covered with lovely white blossom. Its branches were all golden and silver fruit hung down from them, and underneath it stood the little boy he had loved. Downstairs ran the giant in great joy, and out into the garden, he hastened across the grass and came near to the child. And when he came quite close, his face grew red with anger, and he said, Who hath dared to own thee? I really can't pronounce these lines. Uh, correctly so it is like who has dared to wound you and i think in the old english it is like who hath dared to wound they for on the farm on the palms of the children's hand were a print of two nails and the print of two nails 
were on little feet. Who had they to wound they, cried the giant, tell me that I may take my big sword and slay him. Nay, answered the child, but these are the wound of love. Who art thou? said the giant, and a strange awe fell on him. And he knelt before the little child. And the child smiled on the giant and said to him, You let me play once in your garden. Today you shall come with me to my garden, which is paradise. And when the children ran in that afternoon, they found the giant lying dead under the tree, all covered with white blossoms. And now I hope that you guys have enjoyed the story and um, I just tried my best to record it in a very best possible way. So it was a very interesting story. If you did not understand, then you can also just search it on the internet. So just read the story. It is very interesting about a giant who is being very selfish at the first with the children. He just uh, chased all the children away from his garden. And he says that it is my garden. You are not allowed it to play in this. And then he understands that the children are the most beautiful flowers of all. Then he allows all the children to play in his garden. And um, he also just go to paradise because he had done a kindness, an act of kindness with a child. So that's all. And uh, now I'm just going. So this is the podcast, today's podcast. So thank you very much for listening and uh, please take care of yourself. Please take care of your relatives, all the people around you and um, just spread the love. Just be kind to everyone and don't hurt anyone. So take care. Bye bye. And we will just see each others in other episode. How should I say? I really can't say that. What should I say in the last of my podcast? So, okay, bye bye and take care.